Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Sawadika. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program where we come together to do meditation. On Sundays, we study a chapter in this book, Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Enlightenment. These next eight Sundays, we're going to be doing a special retreat series titled Harmony in Relationships. This Sunday, we're going to be teaching a class about how to practice these teachings in a world of the unknowing, meaning people who aren't practicing these teachings, because there are certain things that you learn in these teachings that other people just don't understand and don't know. And you're going to be interacting in an environment with people who don't understand they're causing their own anger or their own frustration, and they're going to be blaming you for it, for example. So this class on Sunday will really help you to understand how to practice in a world of the unknowing. And then on Wednesdays, we're still going to be coming together to meditate for breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. So today is our loving kindness meditation where we're coming together to actually meditate and do loving kindness to support, encourage, and motivate each other. Starting next week, I'm going to be reviewing in detail the breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation so you guys will be able to build up your understanding of those two types of meditations. Today is all about doing loving kindness meditation. And then after meditation, I'll open up to any questions that you guys have related to the path to enlightenment. And then next week, we'll do breathing mindfulness meditation, a full out discourse about how to do breathing mindfulness meditation, why to do it, what you're accomplishing, all the different details. And then we'll do the same thing the week after related to loving kindness meditation. So I'd just like to welcome all of you, whether you're joining live on Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, whether you're watching this on the replay, it's really lovely that you guys have decided to learn and practice these teachings. So I'd like to welcome all of you because as you learn these teachings and you improve your practice, it's helping you, those close to you, and all of humanity. So let's go ahead and do loving kindness meditation together. The way that I do this is I first start with a chant to kind of ease into meditation. Then we do a little bit of breathing mindfulness meditation just to kind of prepare the mind. Then we do loving kindness meditation, which I'll guide you guys in those affirmations. And as I say the affirmations, you'll just like to repeat those in the mind on the out breath. And then we'll go back to some breathing mindfulness meditation and then finish out with some chanting and then open up to any questions that you guys might have about the path to enlightenment. So I'd like to invite all of you to join for meditation. And if you'd like to take a seated, standing, lying position, these are all really great for learning online. If you're sitting, you're probably on the floor with some cushions under your rear. Maybe your legs are kind of lightly crossed. If you're in a chair, your lower body is just completely relaxed and comfortable. Maybe your feet are crossed at the ankles or your feet are flat on the floor. It's up to you. There's not just one set way to do that. As long as your lower body is comfortable and not luxurious or painful, that's what you're going for. The hands and arms can rest comfortably in your lap. The Buddha will put his right hand on his left with his thumbs together and then put that into his lap. But if that's not comfortable, you can put your palms on your thighs or your knees or your palms up. If you have a chair with an armrest, you might even just put your arms on the armrest of the chair. Find what's comfortable so that the lower body and the hands and arms are completely relaxed with no muscles engaged. Then the upper body should be erect where you're not interested in being slouched or real rigid, but upright and erect. 
This helps keep the mind attentive and alert during the meditation because this is a dedicated, active, purposeful training session where you're actively training the mind to eliminate anger, hatred, and ill will while cultivating loving kindness. So then just close the eyes and you might just start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. And if you'd like to hang out here with breathing, you can. I'm going to do some chanting. You're welcome to join along with the chants. And if you don't know the chants, you're welcome to just sit with the breath. If you know the chants, you're welcome to join along. And then after the chanting, I'll come back with some more guidance in our meditation to help you get more benefit out of your meditation. Take some nice, gradual breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. Here you're just working on establishing the breath. Gradually breathing in through the nose, experiencing the full breath. And then gradually breathing out through the nose. Your breath isn't going to match up to the guidance that I'm providing. I'm just here as a guide. So wherever you get to the next inhale, just breathe in naturally through the nose. And then exhale through the nose. Breathing in. and out. Once the breath is established, 
Start fixating the mind on the sound of the breath or the sensation of air moving into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. In, out. Breathing in. In, out. With the mind fixated on the breath, wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath, Cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath. No need to judge the thought, analyze it, try to figure out where it's coming from. No need to label it. Just wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. In, out. Breathing in. In, out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do this work of focusing on the breath. And whenever the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath. Then I'll be back with guidance on loving-kindness meditation. Breathing in and out.
Continuing to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. On the next out breath, repeat these affirmations in the mind. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. peaceful. May we be safe. discontentedness and the suffering it causes. family be peaceful. May they be safe.
they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. friends and associates all be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May all those whom I've never met be peaceful. Be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. beings, no matter where they reside, be peaceful.
may they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. go back to breathing mindfulness meditation, focusing on the breath, cutting off and letting go anytime the mind is off the breath. Breathing in in out.
to slowly make your way out of meditation we'll just kind of switch our class over to opening up to any questions that you guys might have I would like to just remind you guys though as you're coming out of loving kindness meditation that this meditation is always about transforming your own mind it's not about changing others or wishing that others were well and then some entity does that it's all about transforming your mind away from anger, hatred, and ill will towards loving kindness. So if you have people in your mind that you have not only anger, hatred, ill will towards, but maybe you get frustrated when you're around them or irritated or annoyed or things like this. This is all coming from that same defilement, that same taint, the same fetter, the same pollution, which is ill will. So be sure you include those people into your meditation and you customize this for your specific needs. In a class like this, I'm just using generalized representations of family, friends, people like this, but you should have people in your meditation that you currently are struggling in relationships with or that you've had relationships with in the past and the mind still harboring anger, hatred, and ill will for. So you might say, may Barbara be peaceful or may John or you know people like this people that are in your mind that maybe your mind is still holding on to certain feelings from the past you'd like to release that entirely so that there's absolutely no beings whatsoever that you have any anger hatred ill will frustration irritation annoyance resentment all of that including this own being that you are now that there's no negative self-talk. And this is how you transform your mind away from that with this meditation. 
So I'll just open up to any questions you guys might have, not only about meditation, but anything about the path to enlightenment that you're encountering. You can put that into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, or you can electronically raise your hand in Zoom and ask any questions that you like. Um, yes, Teacher David, I see that Tony has his hand raised. Let's go to him for his question. Thank you, Miranda. Yes, Teacher David. Um, when thinking of someone that a person has uh, ill will or resentment or whatever, how do you think of them? Do you do you, like like what should the mind be thinking of when when uh, thinking of of uh, someone with ill will? During your meditation or outside? No, during the meditation when you're when you're doing the loving kindness meditation and and what's what's the thoughts around that? Sure. So I use examples sometimes like when I first started meditating, I had a lot of resentment towards my mother. I had anger towards my mother. So when I would do the meditation, you know, it was may mom be peaceful, may mom be safe, may mom be well, may mom be free of discontentedness and the suffering it causes. And sometimes I would do her more than once rather than just one time. I would sometimes do her multiple times and I would just be thinking about her being peaceful, her being safe, her being well, her being free of discontentedness, even though I know that the likelihood of that occurring at that time was very unlikely because she wasn't learning and practicing these teachings. But what it was doing is it was transforming my mind. Because in the past, when I was around her, I would sometimes say things that were not the best things to say, and it created a contentious relationship. But when I started transforming my mind, and I started functioning around her differently, she started functioning around me differently. And by the time she died, we'd have a fine relationship. So all you're thinking about is peacefulness, safety, well, free of discontentedness and the suffering it may cause. Sometimes I used to visualize like syrup coming over the person's body and like this syrup, it was representative of loving kindness and it was kind of oozing from their head, you know, down over their whole body. And this was kind of my mind enveloping them with loving kindness because this is what the Buddha talks about in his teachings on loving kindness meditation and loving kindness in general. He says, you know, if someone's hateful towards you, he says, starting with that person, envelop them in loving kindness. So this is like the syrup coming over their body and enveloping them with loving kindness, where your mind is permeating and filled with loving kindness for that person. Okay, yeah, that helps a lot. It gives a little, little bit of visual, visual uh, representation of it. No, that's great. Thank you, Teacher David. Yeah, sometimes the visual stuff really helps because otherwise you're just there with those phrases Whereas if you can put something visual to it, then the next time I'm around mom and maybe she's being hateful or vindictive, I'm just thinking about this syrup all over her, you know, peacefulness, safety, well, free of discontentedness. And then it allows you to respond to that hatred or those negative words in a more loving and kind way rather than react right? Because that's what the unenlightened mind wants to do is it wants to react with hostility and aggression and bitter. Oh, you want to be angry with me? Okay, I'm going to be angry right back, right? That's what the unenlightened mind wants to do. But that just keeps the ball bouncing around in the room. So if mom picks up the ball and throws the ball of hatred around and I pick it back up and I throw some hatred around and then she picks it up and throws hatred, it's just a big mess. Whereas if mom picks up a ball of hatred and throws it around and I just watch it roll into the corner and it just sits there in the corner and I'm just loving and kind back, then this ball loses its energy and eventually it's all extinguished. And that's what happens is we keep this ball bouncing around, but what we would like to do is extinguish the unwholesomeness through wise decisions. And one of the wise decisions is when someone's argumentative, when they're hostile, when they're bitter, then they're hateful, don't say anything hateful back. That's just going to keep the ball bouncing around. Um, yes, sir. The question comes to the mind. When we are progressing in our practice and we have these people who, in the past, we may have had ill will towards frustration or annoyance, is it common to find that we go through a period of time where we have not goodwill, not ill will, more feelings of neutrality towards that person. 
And then is it wise to continue focusing on them during loving kindness meditation to take that even from neutral feelings towards feelings of goodwill, sir? Yes, this is how the mind transforms gradually. So if there was hatred or anger, ill will or lesser versions at some point, then as you're coming out of that, the mind might move into this neutral, like, I don't really care what happens to this person. You know, the indifference and, and, you know, like whatever happens, happens, I don't care. But what you would like to do is get to the point where there's that goodwill. And one of the ways that I share with people to test this is envision if this person showed up on your front door and they knocked and they were like, hey, my car broke down two blocks down the street. I need some gas. Can you help me? And if you would like slam the door in their face, there's still ill will there. Or if you're like, no, I'm not helping you, then there's not fully cultivated the active goodwill yet. But if you're like, yeah, I'll help you. I can help you. Now, given if people have abused you physically or mentally or sexually or verbally, you probably aren't interested in going in a car with them to a gas station to pick up gas. But at least you might say, well, you know, maybe my neighbor can help you. Or, you know, there's a gas station only about four blocks down the street. If you keep walking, you can get to it. This is still helping the person. It doesn't mean you need to go out there and do something, right? But if you envision this fictitious event happening, because some of the people that you need to cultivate loving kindness for, you'll never see them ever, most likely in your life ever again. So you might be wondering, is the mind really having goodwill towards this person? So think about, you know, if they showed up on your front doorstep, what would you do if their car was broken down? And then that can be a nice kind of litmus test for you to know whether you've cultivated enough goodwill because that neutral part isn't isn't where you'd like to reside you'd like to get to the point where there's active goodwill yes thank you sir Mm -hmm. that actually leads into my next question or the next question that i had um which was those who have passed on who were certainly not going to have dealings with again in this lifetime is it still important to cultivate loving kindness and goodwill towards those people Yes, absolutely. Because if there's any hatred whatsoever about anything whatsoever, the mind's not experiencing enlightenment. So even if people have died and you're never going to see them again, if the mind's resentful, if there's hatefulness, if there's bitterness, hostility towards that one person, and everything else on the path has been worked on, you're still not enlightened because there's still hatred there. It appears that there are no more questions at this time, sir. Okay. Well, once again, thank you all for joining. Uh, Over the next two weeks of meditation, we're going to be reviewing and refreshing your memory and going into detail about breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. So I'm going to be teaching from the very beginning. And then if we have time at the end of class, we'll go into a guided meditation because I would like to be sure that everybody has a really fresh memory of the teachings on meditation for breathing mindfulness and loving kindness as we're kind of completing out this group learning program. And then remember the next eight Sundays, these are going to be specialized classes. There's no reading for these classes because I haven't written anything about these classes. It's going to be all new material all around developing harmony in your relationships. And this next Sunday, it's going to be about practicing in a world of non-practitioners. So if you are practicing these teachings and your life partner doesn't, how do you do that? How do you manage that? Or if you have neighbors or friends or other family or coworkers who aren't practicing these teachings, what are things for you to keep in mind as you're progressing forward on the path? Because part of becoming an enlightened being is understanding how to interact with people who aren't on this path at all. And that can be one of the challenges for people on the path is you understand the wisdom that you're not causing someone else to be angry, but they firmly believe that you're causing them to be angry. How do you deal with this situation? So we're going to be talking about this and others during our Sunday class. And then, of course, on Saturday, we do our Pali Canon and English study group. So if you've been studying along in the group learning program and now you're finishing up, this might be an ideal time for you to start going into the Pali Canon and English study group. Or you might decide that you would like to repeat the group learning program and kind of redo that. You can do that as well. Some people take multiple sessions of that group learning program and go through it more than once. 
before they move on to the polycanon and English study group. And some people do both programs at the same time. You can do that as well. So on Saturday, we do the polycanon and English study group. And then on Sunday and Wednesday, we do the group learning program. The group learning program is using volume one of this book series. And the polycanon English study group is using volumes two through 13. And these are all accessible at buddhadailywisdom.com. And you can also order printed copies on Amazon as well. So I'll see you guys in a future class. Have a very wonderful and lovely rest of your day. Sawadika. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment. Enlightenment.